Hey there, Quajo here. And if you haven't heard my voice, I'm the new host of the Art of Online Business. Quick update on my new offer. I did not expect the initial launch spots to sell out so fast. I'm talking about Facebook ad setup to success, which is one-on-one -on -one Facebook ads coaching for the driven course creator from me, three Zoom calls within a month and unlimited support in between so that you can run your lead generation campaigns, your launch campaigns, your SLO, self-liquidating offer funnels, exactly like I would, getting all my tips and tricks and strategies plus just unlimited support inside of Slack or Voxer or one lady's even doing it from inside of Messenger with screen recordings, Loom recordings, this sort of thing, questions. This is what I'm doing, but all those limited spots that at the initial launch price, they are gone. And I just wanted to explain that out of integrity to the people who took those first spots, um, the price has gone up and there are one, there's one spot maybe two if I do some scheduling jujitsu for May, otherwise we're booking into June. You can click on the link in the description below to find out more, or you can go to theartofonlinebusiness.com forward slash call if you need that kind of one-on-one -on -one Facebook help. All right, back to the episode. Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. All right. What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast here. Super appreciate you coming and hanging out with me today. This is the first episode being recorded in my new home office slash studio, which I have stuff everywhere. <laughs> I have basically have my desk set up and my computer and my mic, bookshelf, and that's about it. I have a long ways to go, but it feels good to be into the new house and uh, work it from home. It's definitely a very different experience where yeah, I can hear my daughter upstairs running around and stuff like that. It's an adjustment, right? I'm loving it so far. So as I mentioned on the uh, two previous episodes here on the podcast, I'm going to be spending a lot of time over the next few weeks, talking about how to create content that not only attracts and resonates with your target audience, but also gets them to take action. This is something that I'm selfishly sharing with you because this is something I'm working on myself. And so I am going to be sharing case studies with you. I'm going to be talking about my own experience with it. And I'm going to be bringing on experts to, to share their expertise with you. And that's what we're going to be doing here today, right? This is about building a following that connects with you on so many different levels that learns from you and ultimately converts. And on today's episode, this is going to be part one of a two-part mini-series, I guess, with my good friend and content and messaging expert, Brandon Lucero. You may very well know who Brandon is. He's been on the podcast a few times before, 
He was a guest back on episode 119, where we talked about from cold lead to raving customer, a three-step Facebook video ads strategy. And then on episode 196, this was the one that everyone was talking about. It was called How to Use Thought Reversal and Facebook Video Ads for Higher Quality Leads. And everyone was talking about that one. The whole concept of thought reversal that Brandon came up with is a complete game changer for your content and your business. So if you're not yet listening to that episode, definitely make sure that you check it out. Okay. So in today's part one episode with Brandon, you're going to learn how content is shifting and why teaching or how to content, if you will, is only going to get you so far. And Brandon calls this period that we are entering into the new generation of content. He's going to share how to fix your content problem. He talks about, you know, that content is so boring with most people these days. And he shares examples of people out there that you will definitely have heard of and how they've built their massive brands and businesses without even sharing any kind of how-to content. Okay. He's going to talk about what the circle of content is and why it should absolutely be the foundation of your content strategy. And we also talk about four things that your content should be doing for your business. Okay. So that's in part one today. Then in next week in part two, we dive into actionable strategies and solutions for how to overcome that boring and uninspiring content that's not connecting with anyone. And I want to give you a sneak peek into into part two next week. Brandon and I, so we recorded this in person. He came down to San Diego and we recorded this when I was still at WeWork and we finished up the second episode, part two of this. And we both just sat in silence and we looked at each other. We're like, holy cow, that was an amazing episode. And it's probably, in my, in my opinion, again, this is going to be next week's episode, so I'm teasing you right now, probably one of the best episodes possibly I've ever done here on the podcast coming up next week, okay? But you got to listen to today to lead into next week, all right? In addition, Brandon has a free video six-part series coming out that I want to encourage you to sign up for. It's called The Content Revolution, and it's an unbelievably helpful and actionable video series that he's releasing. I want you to go register for that. It's free. Uh, You can register at rickmulready.com forward slash 4X, the number four, the letter X, rickmulready.com forward slash 4X, the number four, the letter X. Okay. It's an amazing video series coming out called The Content Revolution. And again, as you're going to see here in part one and part two, Brandon is just genius when it comes to messaging and how to get your content to connect and attract your audience and build a following that stands by you and wants to convert and come along your journey with you. Okay. So without further ado, let's dive into part one with Brandon Lucero. Brandon, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, man. Excited to be here. We're in person right now. Live. Is, we're live. We're not live. Well, well, we're live together. We're, we're doing recording it live this together live in my eight by six it, office. That we were. <laughs> it's live for us. <laughs> this is only the second time that I've done this before. Meaning, like, have Mel Abraham, our mutual friend, was in the office, 
and it's a lot of fun. It's a completely different dynamic. Yeah. Because I can like we're just it's like we're sitting down for coffee. That's what I always tell my guests when they come on. It's like, hey, this is just like me and you sitting down for coffee. I don't have a whole list of questions to ask you. This is just like we're going to chat about X topic and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. hundred percent. So I don't know if you know this or not. This episode right here is number your fourth time fourth. on the podcast. You have now tied Tom Breeze <laughs> for the most guest appearances on the podcast. But this is part one. We're doing a part two right after this. And then you will hold the distinguished. <laughs> Did I get a plaque? Maybe we're going to have to do an art of online business plaque. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. I'm still in your plaque. <laughs> I'm going to message Tom and let him know. And he's like, dude, I need to come back on the show because yeah. I need to get back on top. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about, you know, we've kind of talked a little bit in pieces of past episodes that we've done together here in the show. But we're going to be talking about how the whole new generation of content that you like to say and how mm. content is shifting and so many of us, myself included, we rely on how-to content or educational content. And we've been filming videos today. We've been talking a lot about this, but it only gets you so far, right? Because, you know, I know for me, I've been in business now for six years. And for the first four years or so, I was able to really rely on that. You know, I was known as, quote, the Facebook ads guy. And I could create that how-to content and it really, you know... It really, it's weird. I always feel weird saying this, but like it allowed me to become a quote unquote expert in that space, but it is a very crowded space. Yeah. And over the past year and a half or so, I've really started to shift and expand beyond that. It's not beyond, not past it, but in addition to. And so this is something I know that you are super passionate about. This is something that you talk a lot about and teach a lot about around this whole, you know, fact that content is shifting. And when, People are producing content. They are doing what they think they're supposed to do, quote unquote. They're doing consistent content. They're doing their how-to. They're doing it educational. But yet, it's still not moving the business forward. It's still not allowing them to break out from the rest of their niche. Right. And they don't really know what's going on. Right. So that's what I want to dive into here with today. So yeah. if there are people here listening right now who have not listened to the previous three episodes with you. Why don't you let uh, everybody listening know a little bit about who you are and, uh, and what you do? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Brandon Lucero. I started a company called Sold With Video. And this is like, I don't know, six or seven years ago. We've transitioned a lot in what we do. And one of the things that's really unique about what we do and why you really want to pay attention to the information that's coming to you guys in this podcast is because we do run an agency. So I'm not just an expert who comes in and talks about content and messaging and I teach it because I figured out how to do it for myself. Like we worked with James Wedmore, Caitlin Batcher, Stacey Tuchel, Mel Abraham, Rick Yu, and just everyone, like a ton of seven-figure entrepreneurs, which allows us to really step into the knowing and not the knowledge phase where if I told you, uh, how to like ride a bike or you, let's put it this way. You can't learn to ride a bike or to learn how to swim by reading a book. The only way to do it is by actually going out and doing it and learning it. And then when I ask you, Hey Rick, how do you bounce on a bike? You can't explain that to me because there's just a knowing of how to do it. That's kind of what I'm about to teach you guys today. And it all stems from messaging and content. So what we've done is we've shifted how we do content, how we do messaging to allow people 
like you and like James and, and everyone we work with who stand out because they stand for something. And the easiest way or kind of like example of how this works is to look at Gary Vaynerchuk. He grew faster than anyone has in the entrepreneur space, but he doesn't rely on content focusing on zone of genius or how to educational content. There's something else going on. And right now, if you are focusing on how to educational content and you are seeing success with it, there's a reason why people are following you instead of the 10 or 20 other people teaching very similar steps as you. And so what we've done is we've we've really scratched our heads and go like, why are people following this person when this person gives out the exact same information? And what we've done is we've identified what those are and how you can lean into it to take advantage of this. And this really is this, this uh, shift in messaging and content going on right now that most people aren't aware of, but a lot of people are taking advantage of it without even realize they're taking advantage of it. And so what we're doing is we've have the processes, we have the formulas, we know what's going on through all of the testing we've done. And now we're helping entrepreneurs like your listeners to be able to do the same thing inside of their business. And you've really kind of coined this phrase thought reversal. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that on the podcast before, where you basically take a commonly held belief that somebody in your niche thinks or, yep. you know, for all of you guys listening right now, you know, think about what are commonly held beliefs in your niche. So, for example, one of my Accelerator Mastermind students is a nutritional coach, but she also brings in behavior and stuff like that. And so we were brainstorming some thought reversal topics the other day. And, you know, one of them was around carbs you know carbs have this stigma of they're bad and right. so she could be something along you know she could take the other side and like why carbs are good mm -hmm. and you know it's polarizing it can be polarizing yep. but it's really taking a commonly held belief and flipping it on its head based on what you believe right and it really gets people's attention and so that's one of the things that we're going to be diving into here today is you know leveraging these types of strategies to stand out from the crowd yes and that's really what this is all about like when we are so many of us are in crowded niches yep. and okay cool so how do we stand out and to your point the how-to and the educational content can take us far yeah but then there's a there's kind of a tipping point where it stops to work and the market becomes more crowded and you start to stand out less and less yeah. The easiest way to like describe this to someone is that when I call it the circle of content and this is where most entrepreneurs stand. And when you're inside the circle of content, this is where you speak about your zone of genius and your, your skills mainly. And what happens is there's only going to be so many people in your niche, right? Inside of this circle of, of content. When you teach your skills or zone of genius, what happens is any other expert who has very similar skills or zone of genius as you steps in. Well, now you have to divide that niche in half. And then when a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth, because you're not the only person with the same skills and zone of genius as you, now you're sharing the niche with everybody else. And so what we've done is we you, we've figured out how to make you stand out, which is what we we're you know you're just talking about is how do we create messaging that's polarizing? How do we create messaging that people go like, oh my gosh, like what are they saying? That's you know that's not normal. That's not right. Or what raises curiosity? But there is a format 
to it. So, you know, thought reversals are just one part of the puzzle. How to educational content is still very much needed, but it can't be 100% of the content. So what we've done is we focus mainly on crafting messaging first, because the messaging is really everything. The messaging, Mm. your content is just a vehicle that delivers the message, but most people will sit there and they think I need to focus on content and messaging is more of an afterthought. It's what you put in the content that actually makes the difference. And it's the same thing with like sales funnels. Like the sales funnel is not the secret sauce. It's what you put in the sales funnel. It's the communication that really is the driving force of everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we've done with people is in entrepreneurs is get into that fifth level of market sophistication where they've basically created their own space. People follow them, not because they have the best tutorials, but because of what they stand for. It's what your product and service can, what changes it bringing into the world. It's something that they can rally behind. You're getting them to look at things in a way they've never seen it before, which gives you thought leadership. Mm-hmm. And so those are kind of the areas that we focus on to break people out of this like circle of content that is basically your skills and zone of genius. So let's look at one of the examples that you mentioned before that most people know, that most people know of Gary Vaynerchuk. Yep. And he's in an amazing job building, huge community, huge following. Yep. People tend to either love or hate him. Yep. You talk about polarizing. Yep. And usually polarizing has a negative connotation to it. And most people don't want to be polarizing, but yet it's kind of like, like if you aren't ruffling any feathers in some way, it's, I don't know what the saying is, but like if you're towing the line of like not being polarizing in any way, you're really not building a following or something, something along those lines. Yeah. So let's tackle a couple of things. Number one is that you're right. People can be, they can think of polarization as a bad thing. But what polarizing really is, is this you going against the grain. It's outside Mm -hmm. of the norm. So if we look at this podcast, for example, I basically took the stance that how-to content is not what we should really be doing. That if I had the title of a video or a podcast episode and I said, how-to content is the worst thing you can do in your business, that's polarizing. Mm. But look at what I'm doing on this podcast. I'm not being aggressive. I'm not coming off super opinionated. I'm not like ruffling, hopefully not ruffling too many feathers. There's an art form to being polarizing. And what you have to do when you're polarizing is being able to shift perspective in the way that human minds process information. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at Gary Vaynerchuk, he's actually a master at this. And there's videos of him saying one of the best things I've ever done is read psychology books and learn about how humans actually process information. And he actually does it in his content without people realizing what he's doing. Yes, you're going to want to take a stand, but there's also ways to do it where people go like, oh, I never looked at it. That makes sense. And it comes off as a non-aggressive, non-threatening way where you're not really getting haters. Because a lot of people will think that I need like being polarizing means I'm going to get haters. And you will like you Mm -hmm. will get some. But there's ways to do it where they go. Ah, yes, that makes sense. And that's where thought reversals come in. You know, there's a lot of different things we can do. But really, at the end of the day, we have to stand out. And one of the easiest ways to do that is your messaging needs to either stand on the right side, the left side, or just not play in the middle. Like people try to play in the middle and they just blend in with everyone else all the time. So I want to go back to this. You mentioned the circle of content. It makes me think of like the circle of trust or the trust tree from what's that with a Will Ferrell movie with old school. Oh yeah, when he's sitting in the uh, sitting in the therapy office. He's like, "Wait, aren't we in the trust tree the circle of trust?" <laughs> 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 broken. Oh, the circle of trust is uh, is um, 
Um, it's the I just, parent movie. Isn't par- it? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> with Robert De Niro. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I'm totally, th- I can't, I'm totally blanking on the name of the movie, but yeah, I'm outside of the circle of trust. So yeah. we're talking about the circle of content. Yep. What the heck is the circle of content? Okay, so the circle of content, just imagine your mind a circle on a, like a board or something like that. And in the middle of it is written skills, zone of genius, and results based why. And what this is, and this is what most people do, and, and Rick, this is what you started doing when you first got started in business, is you you taught your skills, mm-hmm. you taught your zone of genius, and you said, my why is, and it was probably some kind of result that you produced. Yep. Meaning like, I'm a copywriter, so I help people write better copies so they have a bigger impact. That's not a why, that's a result that your service brings. So, and no one's going to rally behind that. That's the problem. Like, no one's going to be like, oh man, I'd love following Rick because he gets people better results on his Facebook ads, <laughs> right, right? right? But if you said like, I do Facebook ads because I believe that you have a message and we can change society and bring in better, create a net better generation for my kids and your content talked about fatherhood and entrepreneurship. Now that's a little more in the direction of a why or a purpose or a deeper purpose. So the problem is, again, your niche is only a certain size. Like let's just call it a million people. There's a million people in this niche and sure that number might go up and down over the years. But what happens is, and when you first got started, there probably weren't a lot of Facebook ad managers. Mm -hmm. And so you saw really good success really fast. And then what happens is you probably felt some kind of plateau at some point. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because the niche didn't grow as fast as competitors came in. So let's say there's a million people in the niche and three competitors come in. You went from an audience of a million to 300,000. So in order to keep seeing the same results, you would actually need the niche to grow three times as fast. So you're def- now what's happening is you're dividing everything up. And that's why people plateau. That's why you're not getting results. And so what we want to do is we want to look at, okay, great. Let's still do the skills and the zone of genius content, like the how-to educational. But what can we do that's going to pull the niche away from everyone else and into our circle that's not inside the circle of content anymore. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing content outside the circle of content that allows us to build connection on a deeper level, allows us to stand out. And really that's where you start to form movements if that's what you want to do. That's where you start to build a, a loyal following if that's what you want. Like there's so many things to do. In my opinion, content should be doing a couple of things. Content should be, it should be educating, it should be connecting. It should be shifting perspective. And the most important one is it should actually be creating demand for your product and your service. And so what happens when we focus mainly on skills and zone of genius is we get really scattered with content. We look at survey results. We look at popular topics, popular keywords, and really our content doesn't stand for anything. And it's so scattered all over the place. And then it's not even connected to our offer. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's a big problem because at the end of the day, it's content marketing and marketing is supposed to bring you an ROI. And if we go back real quick to look at Gary Vaynerchuk, he's selling like K-Swiss shoes, <laughs> but do you, he's not doing tutorials on shoes. He's not doing tutorials on K- What happened? He formed a connection based on how humans process information, how they connect, and he leaned into that. And now that the connection and the following is behind him, he can now sell almost anything he really wants. Yeah. That's what we have to be leaning into. He sells wine, sells shoes, sells his agency. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to go back to the five things that your content should be doing because 
I find myself falling into this too. Yeah. And you and I talk a lot about how the messaging in your funnel needs to follow, you know, through the customer journey. Right. Where most people, it's again, coming back to what you said, it's very scattered. Yeah. And so take us through those things again. And like, let's, let's look at, like, let's go through maybe like a hypothetical example or sure. one that you are. Yeah, know. of course. So, okay. So the five things, I think it's five things. It's I wrote down five things, but I was like, I lost count. So I'm like, oh, five things. <laughs> it might be four. <laughs> let's just, let's just, we'll find out. It's connection, shifting perspective, creating demand and connecting, uh, shifting perspective. Oh, and educating. So it's four things, okay. connection, shifting perspective, educating and creating demand. And so if I get, was to give you a, a situation, I'll just use my own stuff. So like we sell the video Forex program, which essentially brings people through this. It's, it's messaging and content. That's what, mm -hmm. that's what I do. So what I do in order to connect is I will actually create videos that talk about what the bigger impact on the planet is that happens when people go through my program. So for me, it's a lot about shifting perspectives, it's a lot about getting rid of the old ways or the bad ways of doing things. And I'll actually put out content talking about how entrepreneurs are here to set a better path for the upcoming generation. And that works really well because the identity I'm going after is entrepreneurs and sometimes parents, because that's my identity. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is now I'm not talking about my program. I'm not talking about the how-to content, but what I am doing is creating content that the identities that will buy my program will resonate with support. They'll share it. They'll rally behind it. That's kind of like my deeper purpose, but it's all about connecting based off of identity. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, right now, like I'm a parent, you're a parent, mm -hmm. we're both entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. If there was an article that came out that said parents make the best entrepreneurs, like you and I are going to click on that thing. Why? Because that's our identity. It yeah. Supports, we relate to it. Yeah. It supports our identity. Mm-hmm. If you know the identities that you have that your audience also shares, it's almost like shooting fish in a barrel of like how easy it is to get people to share and comment and follow your stuff. But there's only one piece of the puzzle. Then, you know, there's a lot of people with great messages and connection pieces that are also broke. So what we do is we make our product or our service the way in which the change actually happens. So the how do we get people to change their industry and to shift perspectives it's with the video forex effect mm -hmm. and then any type of how-to content i do only stems underneath the video forex effect so you'll never see me do a single how-to video that is not connected to my offer and so what happens is when people see these connection pieces they're like wow i really connect with him when i'm able to shift their perspective and i get them to see content in a way they've never seen it before they go like oh my gosh this guy's like saying things that are blowing my mind and i get thought leadership status then when i educate he's like wow he really knows his stuff but the secret is is now the education piece actually starts to create demand for my product because i say in the video forex effect we talk about this we talk about this Here's but you're not necessarily selling it at that point, you're creating demand through it. No, but you be, might be. Well, I'm, I, it, it's funny how it works out because I'm not a YouTube expert. I'm not a video marketer. I'm the guy that created the Video Forex methodology. Mm -hmm. So anytime I talk about the Video Forex my methodology and I teach it, essentially what I'm doing is I'm creating demand for my offer because my offer is the methodology. Mm. And so it's a it's. I was going to say it's a sneaky way of talking about your offer, but it's not even a sneaky way. You're just talking about what you sell because it's so unique and so different. And then that starts to create demand for the product. You're doing things with intention. It's everything where, intentional. Yeah. Whereas 
so many so many people are creating content without intention there's no intent the, they're just going and listening to all the other gurus that are saying add value survey your audience give your audience what they need here's the difference there's a difference between giving your audience what they need and letting them dictate your message versus you having a message so powerful and knowing how to convey that message that they are enrolled into the message. Like, do you think Gary Vaynerchuk is rolling around, taking surveys, going, hey, Bobby, what do you want to hear from me today? Or is he so powerful with his message, people go like, oh, my God, yes, let me share that. Huge difference. Hmm. And unfortunately, what's been going on inside the industry for so long is that everyone falls underneath this belief and it's being taught that you just need to survey results, do popular topics. And that stuff is good. As long as it's stuff that you want to talk about and falls underneath what your offer is. What if you, let's just say that you survey your audience and you hear what they want to talk, what they want, but yet it doesn't align with. So, so yeah, it's actually a good question. So when we worked with a lot of our clients, the very first thing we do is we actually have them survey their audience. Mm -hmm. And what we're looking for is not necessarily content topics, but we're looking to see if the content they've been doing so far has been attracting the person mm. that they want. So if you survey your audience and they start telling you, I want to hear this, this, and this, and this stuff you don't want to talk about, it means your current messaging and marketing is completely off. And it means you need to change your message and your content around. Mm. That's the difference. It's, it's not a dictator of what you need to lean into. If it's something they're telling you stuff you don't want to talk about. And that was a problem mm. that I ran into was just like, I found myself even like six months ago, just talking about stuff that I just didn't want to talk about anymore. And I'm like, how did I get to this point? I'm like, oh, I let my audience dictate what I wanted to talk about versus yeah. me creating a messaging and communication and content so powerful that they're enrolled into what I want to talk about. Would you say that with what we're talking about here, everyone talks about myself included, your ICA, your ideal customer avatar. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, and so what I talk about is make sure you understand your ICA first, mm -hmm. what their pain points are, what their challenges are, et cetera, so that you can be communicating with them because you fully understand them. Yes. Are that, you, are you flipping this? No, I think that's, that's accurate. The way I would phrase it is, and I don't hear a lot of people talk about this when they talk about like your avatar, but really it's, it should start with you and you want to identify your core values. So, I mean, we have 200 of them inside our program, but just like try to figure out what your like top 10 are. And then what most people don't realize is your core values actually are your identities as well. And so what I do is I look at my top 10 core values and then I go like, for example, I'm a parent, you know, family is my number one core value. Business is number two. Integrity is number three. I think money is like number four. And number five, I believe is like kindness. Mm -hmm. I, think, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but something like that. So when I look at my core values, I would look at, well, who am I as a person? Well, I would write down, I'm a parent. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm someone who operates with integrity. So my core values are actually identities. And so what you want to do when you're figuring out your avatar figure out your core values, which will give you your identities. Then look at the identities you want your future customers to have. So mm. for me, I would be like, 
Well, they definitely are going to be people with integrity and entrepreneurs. So I'm going to lean into that with my communication. And then a second one would be like, I would kind of like it if they're parents too. Like that'd be kind of cool. So I can talk about my kids, my content and stuff like that. So now what I'm able to do is start crafting content and messaging around integrity and entrepreneurship. And what that's going to do is go and attract the right person who I want to work with and who's going to rally behind my message. But number two, the second thing that happens is when you focus on your core values and your identities first, it typically will lead to you talking about things that you've personally experienced in your journey of entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. which means they will 100% relate to it. Yeah. So when I talk about entrepreneurship and parenthood and I talk about my struggles, it's the same thing they're struggling with. Yeah. And so it's going to be able to hit them on such a, a deep level. So the reason why you can speak the language of avatar so well is because you literally were the avatar when you followed mm, that process. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So it's not flipping it. It's on its head. It's just adding a separate element to it. It's adding the separate element. And st- Cause I th- what, what starts happening is when people tell you like, just try to speak their language, understand their problems. Mm-hmm. You try to look at your audience from like an external lens mm-hmm. versus looking at your own experience of when you were the avatar. And that's much more powerful. And re- when I speak to my avatar, I'm literally speaking from where I was because I was broke. I was living with my in-laws. I was doing content and getting absolutely no traction. I know that it feels like you just want to get on the top of the mountain and scream when you have a message and you're not being heard and you're so confused. Like, I understand what that feels like, but I tap into that because I look at my core values. I look at my identity. I look at like what my journey was. And now I'm able to speak to my avatar because I was the avatar. I love it. Yeah. I feel like I want to break this. As I mentioned before, this could be a part one and part two. Yeah. This This is a really deep, I feel like this is a very deep topic. Yeah. And it's one that, takes a little bit to sink in yeah i know that you and i have conversations around this it's like around the same thing several times because it takes me a while to kind of have it sink in yeah and and frankly for everybody listening right now like i have been going through this and brendan i've been talking about this for me for a while now and we're still doing that and we were talking about just to give you guys a little insight i I said to brandon this morning i said what i'd like to do is share with all of you guys later this year what comes of this doing this exercise going through these things for myself and for the business because like i said we've been you know we've been in the process of kind of doing this for the past year shifting expanding i should say from just facebook and instagram ads and you know really helping people on the grander scale grow their online business as an online expert. And so just give you guys a little insight. I'm going to be sharing more about that later this year and talking about how, you know, where we are right now and then what, what things are like later down the, down the road. So why don't we do that? Why don't we break this up into two parts? We'll finish up here. We'll do a part two where you kind of teased it. So there's three different ways basically that you like to teach that allow people to break out yeah. from the crowded market. Yep. You kind of started talking about these things here, but some solutions to go after or to focus on that allow you to, that your messaging, your content allows you to stand out from a, a crowded market, yep. a crowded niche. So we'll do that in the next episode in part two. 
I do want to mention, I, I want to have you mention, you have a video series coming up where you go deeper into all this stuff. Yeah. So we have a video series coming out February 19th. So depending on when you're watching this, it may or may not be released called The Content Revolution, where we actually will walk you through this entire process. I I do realize in this podcast, we basically kind of exposed the problems and we gave some, you know, like kind of vague ways on how to fix it. But like you said, it's to plant the seeds. Yeah. What I want to do is give you guys the structure now, like, okay, how do we actually do this? What content do we actually focus on? what's the format that we actually need to follow in order to execute on this. And so the video series will walk you through that process and we'll, we'll definitely in the next episode, give you a little bit more structure to it as well. But if you're someone who is tired of being that unheard entrepreneur, you're doing everything they tell you to do, focus on keywords, survey your audience, you're being consistent and you're still just plateaued. You need to get onto this video series. I'm guaranteeing you right now, just from this video series alone, the next video you do, if you follow the processes we release, especially if you're doing a thought reversal video is going to be the most engaging piece of content you've ever put out there. And so I would go opt in and and get registered for that right now. Yeah, guys, go register for the video series. It's rickmulready.com forward slash four X, the number four, the letter X, rickmulready.com forward slash four X. I had Brandon come to speak to my accelerator mastermind, one of the retreats in the summer. I think it was the summer of 2019. And he gave a presentation on a lot of what he's talking about here. And many people in that group are action takers. They like they learn something and then they go. And there was more than a couple people that took what they learned. Like literally the next week, they were creating their content around this they were like fans for life. They were like, holy cow, I've never had more engagement. I've never had more responses about this from my audience. And my audience has never grown faster because of what they were learning here and what you're talking about with all this stuff. Yeah. So I love it. So again, guys, it's rickmulready.com forward slash four X, the number four, the letter X. We're going to pick back up where we dive deeper into these three solutions and Brandon will break down kind of step-by-step for you and give you a framework now for how to create that content that separates you from the pack, separates you from the crowded space that so many of us are in. And we're going to do that in the next episode here at the Art of Online Business podcast. All right. As I mentioned, this is just part one of my two-part series with Brandon. Next week in part two, we dive into the actionable strategies and solutions for how to overcome what we talked about today, how to overcome the boring and uninspiring content. It's super actionable next week. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, it is one of the best episodes that I've done here on the show. We wrapped up the interview. We both like just sat in silence and looked at each other. We're like, holy cow, that was amazing. Cannot wait to share that with you. That's coming up next week. Lastly, Brandon has a free video six-part series. Okay, This is a six-part video series that I want to encourage you to sign up for. It's called The Content Revolution, and it's an unbelievably helpful and actionable video series that he's sharing. It's called The Content Revolution. You can register for it at rickmulready.com forward slash 4x, the number four, the letter x, rickmulready.com forward slash 4x. Definitely sign up and don't miss that free video series. Coming up on the podcast on Friday, I've got another quick tip episode coming your way. So thank you so much for listening today. I super appreciate it. I'll see you right back here for the next episode here at the Art of Online Business Podcast. 
Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.